is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the panthers nation network panther nation podcast run by fans for the fans we're going to continue to try to give you content week in and week out when we can some weeks are packed some weeks not as much but with the panthers something's always going on so i think the biggest thing for at least the panthers right now i would have to imagine i'm going to go with saying hiring dan morgan as the assistant gm what 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 were y'all's thoughts on that move Look, man, great move considering what he's done in Buffalo and how they built that team and how they constructed it. Seems, I mean, it took, it took the old model of what we used for our team probably within the last few the last few years leading up to the Matt Rule era. But I mean, if that's how he helps go, helps and goes about building a team, then bringing that on to Carolina along with a GM that we kind of that we all seem to trust in Scott Frederick, I can't I can't help but say it was a great move and hopefully it helps us moving forward. I, you know, the interesting part watching Dan Morgan play football, you would think he's kind of like the meathead. Kind of the guy who's just, you know, did he graduate high school? What did he do in college? And, you know, but but like you said, what he's done in the spot he has been in um, has been pretty fantastic. So, um, and I wasn't on the show last week. And let me just back up real quick. Kudos to, you know, the GM and the owner and Rule. I, the one thing I love about it and the thing I got from the draft and even hiring Dan Morgan is there's a plan. There is a purpose. And for the first time, I really feel like as a Panther fan, this crew, this management, they've got a vision and they're locked in. So I, I like you said, Chantiz, I think Dan Morgan, um, his playing days, um, he went hard. <laughs> it was go hard or go home. And I think he's done that in the spots he's had in management otherwise. So uh, kudos to them. I think it's a great hire. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he learned, you know, he he paid a lot of attention to what you know was going on, especially in the front office, while he was a player, and you can clearly see it now. Whether or not he, you know, got garnered success from pulling, you know, Panthers, uh, Panthers off of our bench and bringing him to Buffalo, that's neither here nor there. And if we see a reversal of that, that's fine. I mean, what they just got FA two, so now I think their literal front four, if Star is even still in the league, I'm not entirely sure, but I know it's at least FA and Mario Addison that they've got up front there, and I know I want to say Vernon Butler too, if I'm not mistaken, they've yeah. got a good amount of the Panthers roster. I mean, they're the Panthers of the North, but clearly it's working for them. And that was one of the biggest things that was annoying as a Panthers fan this year was like, Oh my God, like they did what we wanted to do. They had the defensive minded coach, the bigger mobile quarterback who could still make pocket passing the you know, lockdown defense that tried to create turnovers. The only thing they really ever net was the, was the rushing attack. You know, they did, they did it in the passing game, but we wish we could do by giving their star quarterback a line to protect him and weapons to throw to, which were the two things that we were always missing on, but that's, you know, neither here nor there, but Jeff's right. I mean, it, it does seem like, you know, that was the biggest thing last year or it, it actually just honestly from when Tepper first came in was, yeah, he was making all these moves, but he would make like one move to go two steps forward and then another move to go five steps back. We had no idea if we were trying to rebuild or trying to win now or try, like it was ridiculous. And I mean, I don't know if I could pinpoint that we're doing one or the other right now. I mean, I think clearly we're building for the future. And I think clearly we're trying to get, you know, a basis for this team. And I think Fitterer has, you know, taken away from what he saw with Seattle in terms of how you build success and you cultivate it because the Seattle Seahawks did not just happen in 2012. That did not just come out of nowhere. It might have for any you know, normal fan and maybe, no, you know, anyone in media outside of, you know, this side of the Mississippi who wasn't paying attention to them. But that didn't just happen. They were doing that in the draft, in late rounds, in free agency, building that up, getting the pieces they need until finally it all came together. And you see how that worked. And obviously he wasn't the integral part to to facilitate that, but he was there and he was at the very least, you know, taking notes from behind. So I think that's what he's, and then the same thing in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo, when you looked at their draft the last couple years and they were getting guys in the same rounds, they were getting Tredavious White, they were getting, you know, Edmonds, they were getting all these guys, you know, when they could, and then going along with it and then getting some guys in the free and free agency that they need. I mean, at the time, Josh Allen was, you know, kind of that we didn't really know where he was going to play in that class of quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was what Josh Rosen and Josh Allen. And I want to say Darnold. Yeah, I would say Darnold <laughs> and maybe one or golf, two others. When golf was it? I don't think golf was that was that you know, golf was 2016. This class, okay. that, 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 that was that would have been the 2018 class. So that would have been. Baker Mayfield in that class as well. Yeah, yeah. Lamar Jackson in that class. Yeah. So I so mean, we, you had it was kind of like this where you had two guys you knew were the top. The rest were all kind of question marks. And clearly, you know, they did stuff to make sure that it worked for him in getting the line that he needed, both offensively and defensively. Um, and and so Dan, you know, can bring that kind of aspect to it as well. Where you know, 
I think Dan also, what is going to work for him, I mean, he's obviously always been a defensive guy. And that's been, there's no question about that. And when he was in, you know, when he was in Buffalo, he was working with a defensive guy and their head coach. And then clearly, so I think that's going to work with rule where he can bring about that, you know, defensive mindset to coincide with rule. I mean, cause you don't know how much any assistant GM, you know, how much pull he has, but this isn't like a Julius peppers or, you know, Luke Eakley in the locker, you know, in the front office kind of thing, scouting position. This is impact. And this here's the thing about it. You think about the, t- the thing about the team that have been in the talking of the AFC, as far as being competitive, I look at Tennessee, I look at Buffalo. There are two teams that have taken quarterbacks that were, that seem to be project guys as far as like they weren't as clean, they weren't as clean as being pocket passes or using it. Or they, they, just, they just they just didn't have a true cut vision of how to use their abilities. They go, they go, they go get with get with defensive coaches, guys that you would think wouldn't be able to help them take their next level, but they've been able to keep them in, in check, keep them in tune, help them cut down on mistakes. Cause that's the big that's the biggest thing for each of the for every quarterback, especially for a guy like Sam Darnold, who struggled with making mistakes and came from a guy that was supposed to be an offensive guru in Adam Gase. He's now coming to a to a team that's that's more that seems to be more defensive centric as far as their as far as the staff goes as far as from the head coach to the GMs and to the assistant GM they all seem to be defensive minded guys. Hopefully they, they keep adding talent around like like they've done with Josh Allen and and Buffalo and surround them with a great defense and just say hey don't make mistakes and we'll and we'll go far. I think, the, I think the cool part. Sorry, Jeff, real quick. I think the cool part that we're seeing now more than ever is how important the GM really is. Um, you know, there have always been players and teams and stuff like that. We get it. But, you know, and I'll take John Robinson, you know, with the Titans. He's taken players who, you know, if you haven't performed, you're gone. And, 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 and I mean, you take a look at the defense this year. I mean, you got rid of Malcolm Butler. You get rid of, you know, Kenny Car- You get rid of, you know, all the secondary people, you know, Dory Jackson. And it's like, we got a plan. We're going to do this. And so I, that's what I really love about Fitter. I, I, and not even going to talk about Rule or, or, or Tepper. Just Fitter, it just – you know, and like you guys said about Seattle, I mean, there's a game plan to do it right to be successful for years. And, you know, and, and John Robinson being with the Titans now for, I think, four or five years, they're one of four teams that have had a winning record for the last five years. Um, you know, not imp- usually impressive, but, you know, you're winning records. So it's one thing to build a team for one year, i.e. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just seem to do it. But, but you know what I'm getting at? I, I love what Fitter's doing. And if I can look at this team and go, hey, we've got something that's going to be impactful for the next five to 10 years, so be it. And, um, you know, and Dan Morgan was a part of that with the Panthers, I believe. You know, when he played, you know, they were a team that was on the radar. So, um, and plus, another known fact Dan Morgan has taken three restaurants in Charlotte that have been crap and made them great places. So, <laughs> We can't buy and no Lord knows how re, uh, risky restaurants are. So that's about as risky as you can get. Right, no, I mean, hey, you can manage a restaurant. You can manage. <laughs> I mean, we. For, I mean, people forget. Dan, I mean, there's people talking about Dan Morgan to be the GM when, when, when this is all. He was yeah. one of those candidates, and I don't know if it was actually that was you know Panthers Twitter, you know, just kind of trying to speak that into existence, or if that was actual, you know, something to go off of. But I mean, they were looking at him for a while, and it's honestly to me surprising the move was. It, it took so long to make this move. I honestly thought the move was going to be made before the draft now i don't know you know with legality and with you know contracts and anything if he was able to make that move before the draft because as we you know we found out that was something we were talking about you know um and it was surprising when because we when shanties and i talked to kevin donnelly we were asking you know why um oh god remind me of his name i blocked him from my memory the old gm who we brought in interim we we learned we we were questioning why you know it was after Rivera had been you know had been taken out and it was after you know all that was going on we were questioning why Herney was still even there and Kevin Donnelly had told us you know well for the GM the season doesn't it's not you know August to, to February it's you know the minute February it goes Jan, you know February right after the Super Bowl February you know tenth eleventh twelfth whenever to the draft that's when their se- that's when their season starts the rest of the time they're just you know going through the free until the free agency period and the trading deadline goes through. But um, so that was what, you know, what I was, con- I was a little concerned when we brought fitter in when we did, I don't know if he didn't know if he was going to have enough time, you know, to get a draft plan in place. And now he might've been, you know, making like every other, you know, fantasy, every, every other draft guy, he might've been making those mock drafts in his basement for year for, you know, weeks beforehand. But that was where I was surprised is that he, he came in, and it was controlled chaos. He knew exactly what moves to make. He knew what teams – it looked like he knew what teams – what moves the other teams were going to make, and he was going to, you know, make them based off of those moves. And when you – I mean, because you don't cultivate an 
rookie class, an eleven player rookie class off of just you know luck. You don't do that easy. Oh yeah, no. I mean, and understanding that because he didn't have as much time as far as in the building as we as we would have thought he needed in order to cultivate a draft a, a draft board that he, that he would be able to go into SQ and just take away and be cool with. He went with the approach that let me stockpile picks. At least if I can at least hit on half of these guys, then I've then I've then then I've done a great job because to get five viable players out of one draft class is an enormous job, and it's, it's an enormous accomplishment if you're able to do that. I mean, he he went with eleven. You realistically, he'll probably get four guys out of this class that'll be viable options for us moving forward. I say, that's, that's still a win. I say, you, know, you got to look at it with. I mean, we all, we always look at the draft with a rose-colored glasses because they're new, they're shiny, they're new additions. You know, they have they haven't disappointed us yet because they haven't done anything yet. But we know that you know not all eleven of these guys are going to make you know huge impacts going forward. The cool part, and let me just go back to one thing real quick too. The thing I love about it right now is the Richardson era of the Carolina Panthers is gone. Even down and, to the grass, we we switched from we switched to the turf. It is a whole different culture. It is a whole new ball game. Uh, it's just a different atmosphere, and and so to be able to you know have Tepper and then to bring in Fitterer and and Matt Rule and you know Herney's gone, and you think about the Panthers of old. It's just there's this new there's this new shift, and 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 the plan is I think you know. Um, I, Richardson, I think, you know, and, and those guys wanted to win now. Marty Herney had that idea of let's win now. Um, and not that we don't want to, but I just – I still – I'm going to go back to the point of I see this guy and, and this organization building a team that is going to be consistent for the next five to seven years and and be competitive. And be and, and we, show, we saw it last year, minus one or two little things, they were competitive, and now you're adding to that. So um, – and you talk about the, the draft. Yeah, I mean, 11 guys, if you get four – Five, you know, you've, you've hit on them. I think the good part, about, like you kind of said, is that, you know, for the longest time, pretty much from, I'd say, 2013, 2014 on, we were on the clock every season. If we, if we needed to be successful, I mean, Rivera was sitting on the hot seat, what, 2013, 2014? Yeah. After, after going, I think, or starting the season two and four, something like that. I mean, he was on the and, – and stayed on the hot seat pretty much, you know – up until he cultivated that 12 game winning streak. And then he was, you know, he had some breathing room 2014, 2015, 2016, right back on the hot seat. 2016 Panthers, right back on the clock. This for the first time with the youngest roster in the league, we're not rushing to, we, we don't need to, because that was a problem with 2015 to 2018, that whole period, even 2019. It was, we have these veterans, we need to get them a ring. So we were trying to go, honestly, I think we were making decisions without even thinking about them, without thinking about the longevity, without thinking about if there was anybody better that we could have gotten in the draft or, you know, and other – like, I mean, that's where you saw a lot of those bargain – you know, those filler p- picks and those filler signings in defensive backs and, you know, your front seven and especially your front four and your defensive backs. That's where you saw a lot of those filler picks and just getting guys like, you know, I mean – I won't say Gerald McCord because he actually did a fairly good job for some impact, but more like, you know, Don Terry Poe where that just did nothing for you or, you know, picking up even some guys like that. So I think now, I think honestly they took the front office, took a look. And I think this might be where you see a bit more of Tepper because he's been quiet, but I know he has to be, I mean, Tepper's not the guy that's going to sit in the background like any other owner. He wants to be up and in front still to this, you know, to this point, even, you know, what, four, almost four years now into owning the team. I think you took a look at the Saints, the Falcons, and the Bucks, and go look at. They have a time. They have a window, and their window is closing. The Bucks' window is closing. The Saints' window got a little bit more open, but I mean, now they have to figure out what they're going to do without Drew Brees. So that's going to take them another five years to cultivate a team that doesn't have Drew Brees on it. And then with the Falcons, Lord knows what they're doing. Yeah, the Falcons are the one. I thought the Falcons are actually the one true question mark in the division. Even though Drew Brees is gone in New Orleans. That franchise seems to always have a plan up their sleeve. Like we may not know it, but if they were to end up with a veteran quarterback that everybody that everybody seems to want, could you imagine if they got Rodgers? That's you know that's all, that's all I'm saying. Like that that franchise seems to always have a move. They're, they're playing. They're, they've always been playing chess. They've always kept the move. That's like okay. Yeah, we're not out of it yet. We don't have any draft picks, but we're gonna go get about five. We're gonna, we're gonna pay the guy get like five draft picks and get it all right back and be in the thick of things. But where does that come from? Because Lord knows it's not Sean Payton. Fam, it's that New Orleans Rudy, man. Because they 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 figure out cat space for some reason. Listen, you can say what you want about Sean Payton. 
Yeah. You can go back. You can you can go back to Bounty Gate and all of that. And I'm gonna take you off. The man is a brilliant head coach. Oh, Dude, he's sure. awesome, man. He's a brilliant. Listen, he can put together a roster. He can put together a roster, and he can put together a team. Now he should have never had Kevin Gilbride as his defensive coordinator. No. But what uh, what I'm saying is, in the realm of football IQ and gene, listen, listen, Drew, listen. When you take a quarterback, and here's the way I'm gonna put him and Bill Belichick in there. You've got Tom Brady and Drew Brees, who are the most dad bod, forty year old white guys. And and who and can and can play? I mean, you know what I'm getting. Do you know what I'm getting at, Chantese? You seem to agree. I, 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 I see it. I know exactly what you're getting at. And, and, and listen, whether you hate him or whatever, and, and listen, I can't. I don't like the guy. Now, if he can put together a team, let's say Aaron Rodgers falls. If he can put together a team that with Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston, then I'll give you. I'll concede. But right now, he, and, if he, gets, he gets nine or ten wins. Right now, he's doing about as much coaching as Burt Reynolds did in the reboot of Longest Yard, where he put a bunch of guys with Adam Sandler and said, "Go, go ahead." Like that. His, Besides Drew Brees, I don't want to hear. I'm sorry. Thing, I don't though, know what he did to, to facilitate this, it. A lot of their stars are draft picks. They don't get. But that's not on the coaching. That's on the GM. No, no. On the coaching. That's on. That's on. That's on. That's on. But the to get the, to get those draft, draft picks, every draft you got to coach the draft picks. You, they the got the most big. They, they, the GM makes the pick, but developing, developing, and, go to, and cultivating talent is all on is all on the coaching staff. I know they, they started the most first round draft picks this past year, more than any team in the NFL. Most, they almost their entire front line was first round draft picks. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't see it coming. Like when he was up for like coach of the year this year, I'm like, stop it, don't give it. That was just Drew Brees playing his mind out. Yeah, maybe not this year. I, I, well, no, what, no, well, no, to be fair, to be fair, Drew Brees couldn't throw past. 20 yards so i mean that i may have to give him a lot of credit for that i'm gonna just i mean if you if if jeff can tell me that he deserved coaching this year more than 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 y'all did then then i'll concede but i don't believe so i'll say i'll say this the reason the the reason why i don't write i don't write drew Brees as high as an all-time quarterback is because of is because of sean payton See, I, I would go. Sean, I would go the reverse of it. I th- I think Sean Payton for it. I think if I look at the offensive system he ran, it, it fit perfect for Drew Brees. And any quarterback for the most part could go into that system and have a decent level of, of success to the point where Drew Brees. Drew Brees obviously he is a Hall of Fame talent, but that got exacerbated by how much he was passing the ball. Can we please concede that there isn't a Netflix movie made about him starring Kevin James? We can move on. We can move on. But here's the gist. Now we'll find out how good Sean, it goes with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick with Cam. Now you're gonna find out how good Sean Payton and that team, that coaching staff is. Now, now you got to change up your offense. Now you got you got two guys who are mobile. So will they create the offense to to fit Jameis and the the guy we will not name, or um, you know? Are they going to make them be pocket passers and totally destroy the team? Because that's what I'm saying. I mean, he hasn't had to change his system up in. 10 to 12 years he hasn't had to change what he's done offensively other than as and other than accounting for Camara and actually you know counting for a, a, a more a more dynamic running game since they've, that they've had since probably since Reggie Bush you know yeah. so that that was I mean that's my two cents on it. I'm just saying so the front office I think saw that and go okay look we can take our time now and we can make these moves that seem you know that are going to fly under the radar and you've built, I mean, like I said, we got to look at it with, with you know, we got to look at it soberly and, you know, without the, the draft, you know, the hangover of the draft and go look at these guys might not be huge, but I think we definitely got some steals in there. I think we definitely have some steals in there that could put, that could pay dividends. Oh, for sure. Okay. So, okay. Now it is, you know, it's a week. Well, how many weeks have we, it was like a week removed from the draft. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We could better, we were too. Yeah. All right. What picks are you kind of, did you kind of like, you know, settle on? It's like, yeah, maybe that wasn't as great of a pick. At least, at least for right now, you're like, eh, maybe that wasn't as good of a steal as I thought it was. Uh, Hubbard a little bit. I mean, it depends on how, on, on how, on his output and what his actual, because we like, it was the same thing when we picked up, um, it was the same thing, honestly, when we picked up Bonifon. And I was like, ooh, yes, finally. This guy, I like the way his running style is. I like how, you know, what he could provide. And then he never saw the field except for one, the Jaguars game, you know. And it was the same thing where, I mean, like Davis was the first time. Like when we picked up Anderson, I was like, oh, let's go. We got CJ Anderson. Like remember what he did with the yeah. Broncos? He can do that with us. I was like, let's go. And then he didn't, we didn't use him at all. And then he goes and helps the Rams, you know, almost or get to a Super Bowl. It doesn't really do anything. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so with, with Chuba, I'm like – it could be really good, but also, like Tyler was saying, I mean, look at the offense they ran. 
anyone could have gotten 2,000 yards with the way that they were running the ball, and he doesn't really have that dynamic kind of style. Now, if there's someone that can get him out of that, I think it's McCaffrey and can teach yeah. him that sort of dynamic running ability. I also think that's another reason why we hired Morgan because, you know, I mean, Keegley didn't seem to really have an impact that much on the linebackers this year. I hope so because <laughs> if he did, then they're just dumb as rocks. But maybe Dan can go in a different route, you know, and, and still maybe try to provide a little bit of helping for him. I guess so, yeah, yeah. Chuba, Chuba was probably the, the the first one I would say. Um, and then I mean, I'm not gonna go anyone between the sixes and the sevens because I mean I, I don't have a whole lot of, you know except think, for the except for the, the Bama lineman whose name is escaping me at the moment. Deontay Brown. Yes, yes. I still, I think he could be good if he can like, get, the if he get the technique down. He's like yeah. enormous. He's, he's like yeah. He's huge. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I Chuba Chuba's is one of mine. Brown's another one just because when when when, when Tyler talked about it, it's like, well, yeah, what well, that I mean it doesn't fit the scheme, huh? So it's but like, see, I, I think the inverse of that because like I think while it doesn't fit the scheme, I think it is good. I mean, you don't want to have just a like just same way as you don't want to have a one track offense yeah. because then you uh, that's what the Titans ran into two years ago before Brown. You don't want to have a, a one track offensive line either. Like you need to be able to plug in guys. I mean, like it might, you know, allude to what you're doing if you put him in and go, okay, they're not gonna do his own offense, they're gonna do but like I mean even if you know what you're doing, we're the Panthers are the proponents of if you, you know what we're doing, you still gotta stop us. Yeah, We've been the proponents of that for years. I'm gonna go Titans. I'm gonna I'm gonna go probably um I, I didn't and I didn't hear a whole lot of you guys, like I said, missing the show last week, and I don't know what Tyler thought. Um the the kid from Washington. Um yeah. I, I, I mean you went so defense heavy last year, and then you start off with JC Horn, fantastic pick. I just don't know that I get another corner when there's some other things out there that could have maybe solidified the team a little more. And if he pans out, fine. And it was a round five picks. But still, I, I just – the corners in the late round, um, I, and especially when there's only probably, when you heard it, two or three really top corners that would make yeah. teams. I, just, I, don't get, I don't get that one. The Taylor pick was like um, – it's one of those where coming out of the senior bowl, he was right. He was ready. Like it's like a it's like a third round draft pick. So he's one of those guys that fell on draft day. I mean, could yeah, be a steal. Could the, be a steal. It could, could be a steal. It, it's very similar to what like you know James Bradbury was to where he did. He, he doesn't. He doesn't get the football. He can cover. He just doesn't get the football. So I mean, it, and it's a Bradbury sometimes to the point where he started to become a guy that can, that can start generating interceptions because by the time he got to his second and third year, he started to be a little bit more comfortable in that, in that number one role and and being. And, and being physical and being and being able to make plays on the football, so maybe that that can come with time. But I, that he was another one of those guys who was like, you know, and I thought we needed a linebacker at some point throughout the draft, but we still don't have, I think, the future at that position. Yeah, I think we do have some like you know some kind of wily, like not even like vets, but like wily vets, you know, kind of guys that might be you know getting a little bit up there but can still make impact. I mean, like I said, I like the the group we have right now, and especially I think if I know Keekley resigned, I don't know what's going on with him right now. I mean, I think it, honestly, at this point, you know, just just step away. It's fine. You've you've done your time. Anything more might you know just gar- you know tarnish, not tarnish because it's never going to tarnish what he's done, but you know might just take away from it a little bit. I understand. I like Taylor is a. When you go four to five, four and five is seesaw. Like you could either go, it's either going to go up or it's going to go down. And with Taylor, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, the same kind of mindset and the same idea for the Troy pride pick last year where like, you know, he's got the, he's got the potential, but Lord knows if he's ever going to see the light of day. And when he does, is he going to be ready for it? Like we didn't really facilitate anything to make, you know, pride really improve when he saw the field. I mean, you know, he had, one or two flashes of you know good coverage, and then you know he had some he had some bad games too. I want to say it was Atlanta where he got just destroyed. Atlanta, um, yeah, second, second go around. In my mind, like so for me again, linebackers. I think we like I think they could be a very underrated group right now. Where it's not one of them is the future. It's kind of like I mean the Titans are a bit younger, but the Titans have four guys that can go anywhere and do it. You know, and they have that the three four that they do like can go anywhere. We can get that with Perryman, Shaq, Reddick. And if you want to bring chin down or push burns back or whatever you want to do with that, you know, we've got, we've got those guys, I think to do that where it's going to be more of a group effort than it's going to be just one guy doing it all in my mind. And that, I know, I I mean, I know the class wasn't as, you know, accommodating for it this year, but I still think depth at the safety position because I just, I mean, I look at it now and it's literally, it's literally Burris and chin and that's it. We don't have, there's nobody else like, Unless we're gonna bring, you know, freaking, um, oh, I don't even want to say his name. I don't even remember it, and I'm not gonna say his name. Um, but 
you know, everyone knows who I'm talking about. 42, you know, kick return specialist that also played safety for an ungodly reason. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have any depth there. And for Chin, when you're going to want to use him in a lot of different places, you're not going to be able to pull him down if you want to use him in a blitz package because are, do you really trust trust Burris back there by himself? Because he really didn't do anything to give me confidence this year. You know, he's trying to fill up space. I think he can. I think he's. I think he's a solid. If I, if I, if I have to leave a man as a star, I think he's solid, and that's all he'll be. He'll all he'll ever be is just solid. Nothing more, yeah. nothing less. Chan is like okay, you can't just take him out of that role you had him in last year because it worked so well. But you like, just, you can't just abandon that. You know, all the. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and preface this for every Jeremy Chin stand this year because don't get me wrong, I love the guy. He's not going to have the same output this year that he had last year. There's just there's a no need for it because we have guys to fill those positions that he was trying to fill. So they're going to pigeonhole him into one thing. And is that the best thing for him? Maybe not. But is it what we need for our defense? Yes. And like I said, they can still that doesn't mean they're not going to use him because Phil Snow has the diff. I mean, both coordinators have the task now of trying to figure out how to use this revolving, you know, this revolver of weapons that we have on both sides of the ball. So they will probably pull him sometimes. They might send him back more than you might like. And it might honestly show us some issues he may have in coverage this year. It's we gonna, did not see him in coverage last year. With his thing, we know with Atlanta getting Kyle Pitts, he's going to have to be in coverage this year. So he's, he's the only one athletically on the – I mean, other than maybe Horn that I think could go with, yeah. with Pitts. And if yes. one of them going with Pitts, the other one has to go to Julio. Right. Yeah, so – Chan's gonna have to play a lot more safety this year. Like, I mean, it's, just, it's 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 that's why we went out and got Perryman, Reddick. We we got those guys who we knew, we knew that we probably weren't gonna like the safety draft this year wasn't a great class. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Class for so I understood why they did, why they weren't gonna invest anything. Let I, I mean, I'm glad they didn't invest any of the top three rounds into safety because I mean, it none of it would have felt like it would have been enough. Anyway, yeah, so. it was it wasn't it, for safeties either. It wasn't, but so so. so I'm, do y'all think? I mean, are we worried about his coverage? Because, like I said, we didn't really see it him in coverage that much last um, year. We don't really know what it's like. I'm definitely worried about it because I think he's I think he's more of a I think what he did last year was what he did well at, at uh, Southern Illinois. He's 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 an in the box, just put me close to the football type of guy that can just make that, that can just make plays. He's really just an undersized linebacker, but he's got all the athletic skills, which is. Me, but, now we used that before with Kurt Coleman, and honest to God, if you go to toe. If you go toe to toe, yeah, I get that part. What, but honestly, got a guy like like good God, like take Coleman off of the radio broadcast. Boy's got to still be athletic, but bring let him put the jersey back on because I mean we need. But you know what I'm saying? Because like when we had it was when we had Coleman in Boston. Boston stayed back. He picked and he vultured what he needed to do, and Coleman just went in head first. He still got some picks because he was in you know the position too, and I think that could. I, that's why there's no one over there. Like I don't trust Burris enough in coverage to allow Chin to go, you know, head first every play or any every blitz package. But, you know, and we're, we might not need him to do that as much, but it's going to take away from what we could, this defense could be where you could send, you know, anybody you want and pick and plug and just throw darts in the middle of the night and go, hey, go get go run through this gap. Uh, so that was where I was a little like, I know this class was not, but like even just to have the depth to go, you know, to just to train and to make sure we have health, you know, health. I mean, pick someone, pick a UDFA up. Hell, like, please. I mean, it's literally nobody. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of. I think people are going to have to be patient with Chen this year. Yeah, and for much for much love he's got, he's got last year how advanced he was. Be patient with him this year because he's going to be playing because he's going to be. I, I won't say out of position, but he's, he's going to be doing what we didn't ask him to do last year, which is going. He's going to have to be in coverage, and, and if he can't help us there. Then we are. We're, it's really going to be his rookie season yeah. for being a cover, a covering safety, because he didn't do it last year. Well, I think they're still trying to figure it all out too. Just you got so much youth; they're just trying to figure out where. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm oh, sorry, the defense coordinator, mind his name, no. Snow. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, year two, we're, he's he, everybody's just trying to figure it out. So I think you know you got to get the right pieces in and. Get still another year under your belt, I think, with with this crew. And I think that's why, I mean, we're, we have the time to experiment and we have the time to figure out kind of what we're doing. It's just, I mean, like the Chiefs didn't happen overnight. You, you didn't see that happen. The Patriots, 
not exactly overnight, but I mean, it kind of, it, it depends on how you look at the team, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, the Lord knows the Titans didn't have over, you know, happen overnight no. or even the Ravens. I mean, you don't, you don't build a Super Bowl roster overnight unless I guess you're the freaking Buccaneers, but even then they had still which made. Goes back, which goes back to the GM. Yeah. The Titans were in this kind of eight and eight, you know, nine and uh, eight and eight. Tight- Robinson came along and said, Hey, here's where we're going. And since then, you know, there you go. And I think you're going to still see that purgatory for us for the, maybe the next two, three years where we're not losing, and which is going to suck because it might, it definitely curtails you a little bit from getting more of those, you know, early round picks. We might need to, and that's where you could see Scott do a bit more in, in, in draft day to trade up or trade back because, you know, I think with, the way the NFC South looks right now, just the way the NFC looks right now, Lord knows what's happening with Rodgers or like Lord knows what's happening with any of these teams. You could see us stay in that nine to seven, seven to nine range for a little while, I think, maybe for the next two well, or three years. Well, what's what well, you do? Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll get, I'll get that. Um, what's, a, what's a successful record this year? Because we won five games last year. That was kind of around what we all thought, but. What's what's a successful year there? And we can we're gonna jump. We're gonna get to that at the end of the episode as well, just a little bit. But also, we'll get to that next week when the schedule drops. On everyone knows schedule drops Wednesday, and so we'll definitely be taking care of that. You can be prepared for a little bit more Instagram live for y'all. We loved everyone who interacted with us last time, so we're gonna give you another one there. Maybe not two hours because Lord knows that was a lot a lot of time. But (laughs) but we're gonna give you another one of those to just you know give our analyzation on you know what the schedule. We know the opponents. We don't know what schedule is gonna look like. But um, if Sam Darnold performs. I'm going nine and seven. If we're nine, we're nine and eight now. How many games did we yeah, lose? Yeah, nine and nine and eight now. We're nine and eight. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, how many games did we lose last year because of you know, or in the last two? I mean, we were uh, one score games. Flip those one score games. What? So no one can be five hundred now. Mm, that is correct. The five hundred. No, yeah. no one can end five hundred. No. Do you think they did that to to kind of? Bet you did it just for the NFC East. Just to go, okay, we're going to figure out which one of you is first and second and third and fourth. They did it for one reason and one reason only. Oh, yeah. 100%. But regardless, um, I think if, to, to Jeff's point, yes, if everyone stays healthy, that's my big concern. Because like I said, offensive line, the defensive back position, I mean, hell, even wide receivers and, you know, quarterback, I mean, they got to stay healthy, you know. And even if they stay healthy, I'm thinking – yeah, probably nine and eight. Maybe you know, eight and yeah, get at least seven. Yeah, at least get nine get seven wins to be successful. Whatever. So, so it's what seven? Oh, that's weird. Seven, seven and ten. Seven. It's a, ugh, it's not that's weird. I don't like that. That's weird. <laughs> that's really weird. No, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I think you got to at least get seven wins. I think that, and I, I, I'm thinking with the division right now, you could. I mean, you're sitting either third, maybe. Maybe tied for second, dependent it's upon a, you know. Say, it's a battle. I mean, oh, literally I, everybody listen, besides the Bucks are battling for second place. Listen, second is easily attainable. Second is easily attainable. See, this is the thing where the Falcons always have this five years of mediocrity and averageness, and then they explode for one year, and they go way above performance, you know, expectations. And with the offense they've got right now, with Davis and Gurley. And Julio and Ridley and Pitts, like with the offense they have right now, their defense isn't anything you know to 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 to, to bring home with. But their offense alone, I mean, good lord, they're probably see they probably if I had to pick a team, it's probably gonna go second. It's probably Atlanta. Because see, they're also they're always really a lot better on paper than they also turn out to be. And I think they're gonna be one of those teams where I think it's gonna be for them. It's gonna be a lot like 2015 or excuse me, 2016, where they had this really explosive offense, but then their defense can't do anything. So you get these, you know, good, easy, regular season and then do well in the postseason until you meet your match. Listen, like with the right now, I can see them making – with the extra wild card spot, I can see them making the playoffs. 28 to 3. That's all I'm I understand. That's what I'm saying. They could get to that – they could literally repeat it. They could literally repeat it. This team and the players that are on that team, it still comes back to that 28 to 3. You had it right there. But not it's, most of them are on. I mean, there. Uh, I think it's Julio and Matt. I mean, you know, listen. I mean, I'm just saying, 28-3, and even last year was it last year they came? The Cowboys came back in the last. They lost a lot of games. They lost. They lost. They lost they yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's what I'm back. saying. They lost a lot of. I mean, but so think about how if they won those games, it's where they would have been sitting. Like, you know, it's a culture with them. 
They there. get ahead and they're going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, they're changing ahead. the culture. They've 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 cleaned out most of the front office, if I'm not mistaken. I know they got rid of their head coach. Yeah, but you still um, got Matt Ryan. Huh? You still got Matt Ryan. You I know, but they clean out head coach, and I'm fairly sure they cleaned out GM as well, if I'm not mistaken. So they I mean it is a call. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to root for them. I'm just saying, like they are something that needs to be paid oh, attention to sure. in terms okay, of competition, especially sure. with how topsy turvy the NFC is, NFC as a whole is right now. Because Lord knows what's happening with Aaron Rodgers and that whole situation. I don't even know where. To, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, let's go. Ahead. Can we just talk about it real quick. What? So, to Aaron Rodgers, Jason Lankenfor. Is that how you say his name? Lankenfor. Yeah. Like he came out today. He came out today, which is uh, you know, and said, hey. Here are the six, you know, if Aaron Rodgers were to leave six spots, Carolina was on it. Would you want him as your quarterback? Well, I guess what what do we have to keep? Well, if, if okay, just answer, just answering, yeah, I do want him because I mean, look, he's gonna he makes any team, he's gonna make that team a playoff team automatically. We make him a Super Bowl we, team because uh, we, we're not Super Bowl team now either. <laughs> Well, fair, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what, you know, at least that's something I can root for because I, I at least I want at least I don't have to keep having the question, what my quarterback is going to do this week? Because I mean, now we've had Teddy, who we knew was kind, of, we knew he was a game manager, but damn, we was like, oh shit, he can't win anything. I mean, you got Sam, who we hope can you know can be you know rehabbed into being a decent quarterback. At least with Aaron, I mean, I, I know we're going to be competitive. I know we're going to at least be able to make it to the championship game at least. I don't know if we're going to get. We don't know if we ever get out of the championship game, but we'll be there at least. So I mean, eh, but but him him being what thirty seven, damn. See, here's the problem with Aaron. The, the the problem with Aaron is this, and you're and Sean T. You're bringing up a great point. Do you bring him in with this team? We're talking about building a culture, and you got a window of two years with that quarterback, and then you're back to square one. Now nah, we ain't um, good enough for that. And 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 in my opinion, and this is just me. Well, a little bit of, um, I guess, I don't like him at all. <laughs> I don't like him, never have, never will. Um, I don't, and this is just my bias. You guys know me. I should, you know, MVP. This should, oh, forget that. He should have been MVP. <laughs> we know who should have been MVP. Uh, but the gist is, do I want, do I want that cancer on my team? And to be I'm honest, man, people are upset that, with Cam's mindset. Why if Aaron Rodgers? Why? I'm gonna say this a little bit bluntly. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers looked like Shantice. He would not be on a team right now. He would not. They would not be saying. You, they would not be, you be mean. Cam, listen, if Cam Newton went and said, "I want Bill Belichick fired," or "I'm not going to play," he'd be crucified. Or, or Scott, he'd, he'd, he'd be fired. He'd, he'd be out. He'd be out of a job. This is some. This is some entitled. And I guess we can be honest. This is some entitled white guy who goes, "I'm the man, and I deserve whatever we're going to get." No, stop. Listen. He did it with McCarthy. He did. And when you comparing your GM to the one of the most laughable GMs and the most pointless GMs in all of sports history, we don't don't even know if that's true. We have no screenshot or anything. That that is all a rumor. We have also the one screenshot. Oh, it's a screenshot. Oh, and plus, we we know we know about deep faith. You can't even trust trust a screenshot in 2021. No, but would you put it past him? I don't. Hey, do I think he said? Hey, I think he said that. Yeah, I think he said it. <laughs> well, here's the question: Would he t- like some people? And, and if you don't mind, I'll go for a second. People have like on, on, when I follow Twitter and stuff on Titans. Would we want him over Ryan Tannehill? Absolutely not. I'm not taking him over Ryan Tannehill. He's not going to be the guy to, to, to lay his body it, on the line. Here's the thing: You, uh, okay. I mean, it, 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 to, when you take on Aaron Rodgers, you got to ask yourself this question right here. It's like when you look at when I like look at Tampa's roster before Brady got there. We all knew that roster was good enough. We we knew that for years. Like we Tampa's roster has been. We've been telling people that defense good. was dirty for years. Yeah, the, but Tampa's offense had, had our roster had been plenty good offensively and defensively. If your if your roster isn't championship tier ready, like I mean, like Denver's roster is like a quarterback away. They've been a quarterback away since Peyton Manning left Manning. from being a championship team again. So. That's the only thing that should be talking about getting Aaron Rodgers because you have the receivers, you have the right. defense, you have the offensive line. It's it's ready. You just need a quarterback. Like and his thing, you, there's no culture because he, all you need is a guy that just they just good, it's just good enough to go win. Like and because like, I'm saying, and, and for for our roster too, it would be not only a cancer. It would be a. I think it would ruin a lot of these young guys coming in because that would just overtake any sort of development they would have because they would be too afraid to say anything. You know, I think to go against him because that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Robbie ain't putting up with it though. Robbie ain't putting up with it. 
McCaffrey's not putting up with it. I, I don't know. I think I think once you start, if you're a receiver playing with Aaron Rodgers, maybe you kind of look at a different because you about to get paid. They no, I know, but I mean, I'm saying with, with Robbie. I mean, he like, but I'm saying especially if if he doesn't throw to Robbie and then Robbie's makes a comment and then Rodgers makes a comment back, that's yeah, just the, gonna start this discord. He's not gonna be. I mean, I'm, and then I don't think. I mean, Lord knows, I don't think you know if there's any kind of any the way it would be in the locker room. I can just envision it. I don't think Horn and 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 Djack are gonna are gonna put up with it. I don't think <laughs> you got a lot of personalities. On you that. got a lot of personalities on that team that I don't think are gonna put up with this stuff, and that's not gonna make him happy. And that's what's happening now here in in Green Bay is that he people aren't putting up with him anymore. Carolina's too young for that though. Their personality and like there isn't a team they're too malleable right now to where he would be able to get his hands in and I think put it the wrong way where like you know just basically beat the you know beat him into submission almost. Yeah. And and I don't want that for our guys because I like the way they are. Well, you're you talking know? about the young guys. You do talk about the young guys. Yeah, I mean, if all of a sudden you've got a veteran quarterback and whoever drops a ball or whatever, and he's just berating them and knocking them down and knocking them down. This team's too young and heading in too good of a direction, I think. I say DJ's too DJ's too you know pulled back as it is. We're trying to get him out of his shell, and right. Aaron Rodgers coming in, I think, would destroy that. That's the thing, though. But the, the, you know, the thing about Aaron Rodgers that the most the most of the complaints come from GMs and coaches, players who have played with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, except for Greg Jennings, like they for the most part. And Devontae, be- right? I think didn't Devontae have something to say? I don't think Devontae's got yep. anything to say about Aaron Rodgers. Well, he said, I, I thought he said something on Twitter. So I don't remember. Regardless, I, but I, they usually don't have much to. They usually don't have much to say about the guy. I mean, in, in, in all in, in all honesty, I mean a lot of this stuff is just. I mean, yeah, is Aaron Rodgers kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, kind of dickish? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Is he? Is he hard to deal with? I feel like from from a GM perspective, yeah. But then again, I, I think people are kind, are kind of misconstruing what the issue is here. I don't think it's been all talent. I think it's been the fact that the same issue that Deshaun had in Houston is like, fam, you got to come talk to me at least. You got to yeah. at least come talk to me. Like, you know, you can't, you can't just go drag all defense for like a decade and our defense still not be in the top 10. Yeah. And now you, then the first the first time we got the offense in the first round, you got my replacement. Fam, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be betrayed. If you're the best at what you, this, if you've been top five of what you've done for the last decade, don't you think somebody should be able to at least have a conversation with you about, Hey, we're no, thinking sure. about, you know what I'm saying? I think, that's, you- I think that's what it's been. Yeah, I mean, look at when Big, you know, Big Ben. Big Ben was the same way when they drafted. Um, I can't remember who it was. He was not a happy camper, man. Yeah. Oh, when they and drafted, was it, was it Rudolph? Yeah, Rudolph. Oh, and they, oh, and yeah. he treated he treated him like crap. He didn't even want to be yeah. in the quarterback room with him. So I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I don't think it would be. I think it would be. I think it would be a one two year thing max. I mean, like because I think the best example is 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 Steve Smith and Cam. Two huge personalities, vet, rookie, who they were able to still perform a little bit, but at the end of the day, they could not get on the same wavelength. And Smitty obviously had more in the tank. And I don't know if that was one of the things, okay, this is not the team, the, you know, the environment I need to be in. This is not the culture I'm in anymore. I'm not a part of this. I need to get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it would be exactly like that. I could foresee something like that happening, not necessarily with just one player, but with, you know, the group of young core that we're bringing in. I mean, I feel like, I mean, Rogers would be the oldest guy there by probably by a good 10, 10 years for some of the, depending upon some of the players there, at least in, you know, certain regard, he'd be older. Or let me put it this way. He'd be, he'd be about 20 years older than some of the players that we've just picked oh. up almost. <laughs> and that's a, that's a difference right there. You know, he's a whole almost legal person, different or older. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He would have been, he would have been playing with some of these guys' dads. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he probably, no, Joe Horn probably like Joe Horn was that Joe Horn was in the league by 05. I was going to say he probably would have been playing, you know, seeing Joe Horn on the field. So, you know, that's a, that's a weird thing to to do. Um, But I mean, since we're talking about the younger guys, first off, I mean, one of the first instances we've seen probably the first instance in the NFL. I mean, now granted, I don't pay much attention to some of the other, you know, teams and other rookies, but of a skill player putting on and in defense wearing single digits and JC Horn wearing number eight to honor Kobe. I, I mean, he could he could have gone the twenty. He could have gone twenty four. He could have yeah. gone twenty four. It's a good cornerback number. I don't think we have it anymore after Bradbury. Glad he didn't do it. We had never saw Douglas Ward last year. I don't want. But <laughs> I'm I'm glad he went eight because that I'm I mean I need that. I don't care how he does this year. I'm gonna need that jersey. Yeah, there's a I ain't gonna lie. There's a few jerseys from a few rookies around the league that I gotta have. I think I gotta I gotta have a Justin Fields jersey. 
I got to have the J.C. Horn A jersey, and I'm definitely copying the Shot Smith. Whatever number he gets, I'm pretty sure he's going to end up with 13. I got to Yeah, because we don't have anybody with 13, I think. I think that was Kirkwood's number, and he ain't using it. Yeah, he don't need it. <laughs> you, you need a Mac Jones jersey, right, to match your cam? He's <laughs> funny. He's funny right there. He's funny, dude, bro. He's funny. <laughs> He's gonna wear number zero for the first time in NFL history, bro. I, uh, they, okay, hey, what, what, I, I know we have, we haven't talked about that. I, what, 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 what do you guys think of the, the Matt Jones pick? I mean, I want to say it's not gonna work, and I want to say for the first time, Bill is bitten off more than he can chew. But I just, I can't. It's Bill, and with the the offense right now, the team right now facilitate it, it, it is set up for a rookie. Pocket yeah. passing quarterback. It really, really is. Those weapons, the system, the line, it is set for them to thrive. I think that's the reason why Cam has had the issues he's had is because they really have not catered to what he can do talent-wise. So I yeah. I don't think he's going to get the starting job this year. I think he'll play probably this year a little bit. Maybe some in the, you know, depends on how the preseason goes. I think if Fields was there, they would have taken Fields. I think that's yeah. why oh, Bears, I think that's why the Bears traded up. So I think. Like, I can't imagine, you know, the Patriots going, okay, Fields is here. Nah, let's take Jones instead. I mean, we all saw it in the walk he did going up to the podium. You can't, you ain't going to walk like that up to the Super Bowl. I can tell you that right now. But, I mean, I want to say it's going to not work out, but the. Yeah. The team they put together in the offseason now, coupled along with a rookie quarterback, like, ah. And bringing the defensive players back off of, you know, opting out and just like. It, it I've said a, it too much for the Patriots where it's not going to work out, and I've just been hurt so many times. I no think what Cam does, though. I mean, after this year, he's he's done. Anyway. Yeah, after this year, he's done. I I, I don't know what to think. I mean, you, I mean, Tom Brady was a six round draft pick. I mean, no, I mean, and, and, no. and now you look at Mac Jones, and I mean, um, now, but I don't want those comparisons. It's not like Brady was fat. He was undersized. That was the problem. You can gain weight a lot easier, obviously, we've seen with Calvin Benjamin, than you can lose it. Now, if there's anyone to get Mac in a NFL football shape, it's Cam. If Cam is – I don't think Cam's going to be – like, you know, you know, you know. I heard you – know, we all heard the stories about how great Cam was with all, with all the other guys at quarterback. They would, this is not This is not that this year. You I think, think so? you, may, you may see Cam be no, up this, I, this year. I, I think this, this is a little different. I, I agree. I agree with I listen. Cam Newton this year is playing for his NFL wall career. And I'll be honest with you, I uh, listen, and I've gotten you guys ticked off, and I get it. This is an important year for Cam Newton because if he fades off oh, into sure. the sunset, he never sniffs the Hall of Fame. It's not even talked about. Uh, It'll be a long time. I, I, they will put that conversation off for a while before he ever got a shot. Yeah, it, it, would be, it would be second or third round, second or third ballot. Um, yeah, like, do you, maybe I'm not, not even then. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying. No, I mean, not wrong. It's realistic. He it's will realistic. fade off. He will fade off into you know the sunset. And I, I, I listen. I want to be successful. I really do because I think that's what gets New England to the playoffs and be in and, and deep into the playoffs. But I think mad. he is. I think he is on a short leash, but I agree with Sean Tease. There's no love in that locker room when it comes to the quarterback room. He is like, listen, I am who I am. I've been who I am. And if you think you're going to bring some, you know, young, yeah. you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. And, and, I mean, look. And, 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 and listen, it's, it's, it's go time. So I think, you know, this might be the biggest year he's ever had a chip on his shoulder in a long time. And he knows the leash is short. It's crazy though because you know I saw I saw I saw a, a, a graphic where they averaged out if Cam would have never got COVID and they just from based on how he started out the year they averaged him out to the Patriots would have won they would have won eleven and five he would have threw for he would have thrown for thirty eight hundred yards about twenty five touchdowns eleven picks it still would have had still would have had around like eight rushing touchdowns I'm like that's a MVPs caliber caliber year based off what he's done in his career, like that's an MVP caliber year. And I mean, I, if Cam's healthy and Cam plays the way I, plays the way we all expect for him to play, as far as as far like at his, I won't even say at his peak, but just like maybe, maybe say like a 2018 type of year, the Patriots are they're not that far off from beating Buffalo again. This thing, they, like they, the gap between them and Buffalo isn't big. Like people, like people keep thinking Buffalo's got that division a lot. That, that gap is not as big as you would think, especially the Dolphins are sneaking into it too. 
the, 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 that, yeah, that gap is not very big. And the, the Patriots aren't all from being a contender again. It's just all about the quarterback position, though. See, well, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Jack, Jack mentioned a little bit, too. I think you really got to look at the defense and how many players opted out last year. They really, really did. And so I think – And if they come back and play and have that defense – and get those players back who they who they missed out, and I can't name them all or whatever. But um, I agree with though with the quarterback. But to me, the defense too, when they had that who they had opt out, that was kind of a they had one of the top defenses in the league two years right. ago, like yeah. one of the top ones that basically helped Tom Brady to get to where you know to get to the Super Bowl in, in, in itself, or yeah, whatever many years ago it was. But yeah. I mean, and I get what you're saying. To me, right now, honestly, I mean, this is not this is not the cam of of. To, to, you know, pre-2015, this is a cam who has had, what, five children now, I think? Four or five, one of the two? He's got five. He's got five. This is a father of five. This is a guy who's spent a lot of his offseason doing businesses, doing talks, running seven-on-seven seven camps, you know, doing all that. And you've seen how he's portrayed himself. I mean, going up with the kid who's been trash talking him where three years ago, he might have, you know, thrown that kid to the wolves, where he's actually tried to recuperate everything that happened after that. You've seen him in the workout videos where it wasn't, malice per se it was i want to prove you wrong i think this is a cam that can separate competition from you know vindication or something like that i think he can do honestly a little bit of both where i think in this at this particular point in time i think cam knows this is make or break mm -hmm. but i doesn't i don't think that's and i don't want to speak for him but i don't think that that is to say that he wouldn't know that he's not the long-term future of this team, just in pure metrics of what the team is, where he is, and what he needs to do to know, hey, I can still be me and still work out and still claim the starting spot, but also look at this young kid knowing what he came out of, knowing how much is expected of a quarterback, knowing how much is on his shoulders to go – let me let me help him out a little bit, you know. Let me. I know what's. I know what's he's going through, you know. I think this is a more sympathetic sympathetic camp. That doesn't mean he's not as much of a competitor as he used to be, but I think that's what you see him grow as a person. That's because and, and Jeff can attest to it. That's what happens when you become a father. You do that. Those things. I mean, that you never thought you would have th you would have thought of. Same same thing with Steve Smith. You know, yeah. things you never thought you would have you would have done or said that happen when you do that. So I think. While yes, I think this is make or break for Cam, and I want to see him be successful. I think it. I think it's good for Mac Jones that he's with this guy, and not to say that Mac Jones is out of shape or needs to get in better shape, but just as a you know, as a young guy coming out of the and coming out of college, there's not a better person to learn from the trials and tribulations of coming out of college as expected as you know, with as high expectations as you can get than Cam Newton. I mean, other than Trevor Lawrence, he was probably one of the most anticipated quarterbacks in college football history, if I do, if I, I, you know, or at least if not one of the two, you know, top five without a doubt, I think. So I think that's, you know, I think that helped the reasoning a little bit because, and I think all the other talks were, were BS. I think, you know, they tried to work something with us. I think those were real talks, but we just, yeah. I just don't think, I think we really thought the Broncos, if we didn't think they were going to take a quarterback, we thought they were going to take a cornerback. And I really thought that, it, you know, if, I mean, if, if, if Horn was on the board, they would have taken Horn in my mind. Honestly, I think I could have. Yeah, I think I think they would have taken Horn. I think the Cowboys would have gotten the cornerback too. Horn so, yeah, Horn so we and so we knew we wanted Horn that bad. We were not trading to fifteen for him unless yeah, we were getting, yeah. honest to God, probably Gilmore, which they were maybe that might have been more you know hearsay than actual an actual offer. So I think you know in that regard, and I think all the other talks about you know like oh they were going to wait for Jimmy or you know oh they were going to try like I think that was all you know BS. I don't think they were going to wait for Jimmy. <laughs> or anything like that. Um, so I think that's another reason as to why it happened. So it's it was interesting, and I mean, it was de it definitely caught me off guard. And I don't think it's gonna. I'm just not gonna count. I'm never gonna count the Patriots out. And their division right now looks a lot like ours, except yeah. a bit more. You know, obviously competitive in terms of they yeah. can actually make you know postseason splash. I think they should understand though that you're not you're not winning that division with. Matt Jones at quarterback. No, and not at least not this year. I don't think. Not this year. Not not this. No, year. Maybe, not maybe maybe a couple a couple years from now. Yeah, but what it is is it's, it's it's a Jalen Hurts Carson Wentz kind of you know matchup where you've got a guy that has a lot of upside, but also we've seen his his floor, yeah. and then you've got another guy where he's coming in wasn't as you know valued towards the end of it, and you know can but still has that talent. You know, and I think that's exactly what they saw there as they go look at Cam has a huge ceiling, but also a very low floor. And this Jones guy, I mean, is not, I want to say, you know, 
the safe pick per se, but you you know at least for the most part what you can get from him. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you know the one thing Jones doesn't have to be that I thought that I kept saying throughout the process why like when, when they were trying to decide what they were going to do at quarterback. I'm like, is he an elevator or a talent? I, I still don't think he's an elevator or a talent. I think Devontae Smith is great with anybody in June. One hundred percent. They they play anybody play with anybody and they're still going to get their numbers. I do think they built this roster to the point where he wasn't he wouldn't have to be. With John no. Smith, Hunter Henry, Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, even though those aren't the greatest receivers on the outside, and I could see that still being an issue out there because those guys, neither one of those guys are number ones. So, But see, that's where I think you could see Cam, you know, be successful this year and splash more than people expect him to because if he's training the offseason like he did last time, stays healthy, look at the roster in comparison to 2015. That defense, if it can come back in full health, looks a lot – has a lot of similarities to what we had, and especially that offense does. If he can make a connection with either Henry or with Janu as a lot, you know, as his, and then have some, you know, under the radar, you know, maybe not as, you know, looked at, sought at the receivers that he can, because Cam's that elevator of talent. Yeah. And he can, like, so that's what I think they were saying is that, you know, Cam, these guys that they're putting around him, Cam can either elevate or Matt can just play with, and they have the time to get, you know, better talent. I think, too, it's all going to boil down to the conversation that Bill Belichick and them had with Cam and Mac Jones. What is there? Like, if we were, a, you know, a fly on the wall, what did, what has Bill said to Cam about them drafting him? You know what I'm getting at? Are they, is, is Bill looked at him and said, hey, we're going into the, uh, you know, training camp. It's up for grabs. Or has Bill gone to Cam and said, listen, dude, you're our guy. You're going to get us through this year. We need you to help, you know, Jones progress. Do you know I'm getting at? To me, I think that's that right there because with all the Stidham talk, where all the fans are like, "Oh, Stidham's gonna say," and that never materialized. Right. And you saw more was Cam, and and I mean, and you talk about like Cam still got happy when he had to go out for a little bit, and he saw Stidham, you know, try to play a little bit. He knew Stidham was gonna take his job, and I think that's what he knows with Mac right now. I really don't think out of all the quarterbacks that were drafted that Mac is going to come in and take a starting job this year. No. I really, really, unless something happens where Cam gets injured again. I really don't see it. Yeah. I can see Mac having like like the Mahomes type of deal where the first year completely sit. You probably come in late, late, uh late season for one for one game. They go to the playoffs. But different different between that like, Kansas City team that had Alex Smith and this team that has Cam is that I don't bet against team playoff teams with Cam Newton on with, with Cam Newton on it. Because if I gotta go go with a guy in a big game and say, hey look you got to just give me everything you got, and we got to figure out how to win this game. I watched Cam do enough in the playoffs to where this roster and that and that quarterback can be dangerous enough. They're dangerous enough to go in any stadium and go and and go get you one. And I know that, and I I don't want. And it sucks because I feel like as fans, like everybody else thinks, oh, you're just giving Cam all these excuses. But tell me someone who's gone through as much like honest to god shit, and maybe it's because I don't pay attention, but I can't think of a quarterback for the most part that has gone through nearly as much as Cam had to go – as Cam has gone through and okay. still, still tried. Down. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the guy that almost lost his leg probably went through a little bit more. Okay, yes, but that's yeah. – Not yeah. laughing at that. No, not laughing at that. I'm just saying, like, maybe that, that well, may be like – Yes. Okay, okay. but, but let's, let's be real about this for two seconds. Cam has gone through a lot of crap. I get it. Yeah. I will play devil's advocate. Cam brought a majority of that on himself. And, and bear with me. What 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 what, what, exactly, yeah. what, 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 what exactly? You got you got to pinpoint what you're talking about. The, the backlash from the media from everything you did. I'm like I'm a, listen from the very get go. What did no, no oh, stop, don't worry about uh, from the very get go? What did he say? What did he say? Uh, but yeah, well, we, that's too that's too uh, That was a 21 year old. I want to say off a national championship. This is hold on, back up. I want to be listen. I'm gonna give him credit where he is now. Is a lot different than where he was, okay? But I want to be a superstar. You know, you're moping on the sideline with your towel over your head. You're not list, You're not with your offensive coordinator. You know, when when things are great, hold on. When things are great, I'm I'm the man. When things are not so great, I'm not the man. And 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 and, the, and it just becomes. And maybe that's just me being the old guy. Uh, but but there's just this sense of to me. And listen, he's come a long way. I listen. I think, I think he's grown to be, you know, a great competitor, and he's shown he's matured. Okay. But this "woe is me" stuff about look at all the stuff he's got. What has he gone through? 
Or not, have, not having a GM, not having a competent GM to start. We got to not getting there. talent added to him, going through a car, going, getting a in a car accident, and then still playing the next hey, week. He hasn't had a left tackle. He hasn't had a left tackle. The same left tackle start for back to back. Like I mean, it's been a, it's been a rotating door since Jordan Gross retired. It's been a rotating door at left tackle. So it's like rotating door at wide receiver, rotating okay, door at offensive coordinator. Uh, but you can name, you can name, I can, you, okay, Vince Young. Yes, but this is different. Yeah, but his, his head coach didn't like him. He had so four different offensive coordinators. Oh, Marcus Mariota. I'll take Mariota. He, said, four, good, he had four offensive coordinators in four years. But that's what I'm saying is they uh, where are they now? Cam is still trying. Cam is still like, going at it and still being Cam successful. Will be Cam will be the equivalent of Marcus Mariota by the end of the season. I'm so, so did Brett Favre bring it on himself by being, you know, mopey when he wanted to be, but also the man when he was, or being flashy, wanted to be that superstar? Did, did Baker Mayfield bring it upon himself, or Gardner Minshew bring it upon himself? Like, there's a this, there's a discord here between who brings it upon themselves by being flashy, you know, where everyone loved or hated Dion when Dion was doing crazy things. Everyone, what or, or Ryan Fitzpatrick? You, I, I, to just point, you do bring stuff on yourself when you say. Certain things like if you say you want to be a superstar, you know I, I ain't gonna lie. You do kind of you, you you bring that you do bring that level of heat. It's just that the organization at times definitely failed Cam. And he yeah, still, we're not talking and, about and he still, which... you know. I'm and, and those guys are his difference between Cam and those other guys. See, those other guys just really can't hold hold Cam's job because they're not talented enough to do that. You know what I'm saying? They're not talented enough to, to surpass your bad GM and coaching. And Jeff, I'm not saying boohoo from the media or boohoo. I'm talking about what he had to endure from literally inside his own stadium in terms of not getting yeah. like you know. Okay, let's be real about that too. And I mean, we'll get, we'll be real too. I yes. mean, that was, that was, yes. I mean, I mean, let let's be real. I mean, like you guys have said many times, Ryan Fitzpatrick flamboyant is all get out or whatever. Is he gonna get the same crap that Cam get? No. no. Um, no. I just and listen, don't get me wrong. Cam, where he is now, and and here's the just for this year. I think Cam handles everything differently this year because he's doing it as a man and not as a superstar. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and that's where he's taking that journey. Do, do you know, and so you get a little bit of what I'm saying though. I mean, a little yeah. bit at the beginning for the first four or five years, he brought it all on himself, to be honest with you. I think he did. Yeah. Because I mean, if we're talking about attention from the media and backups from the media. I'm going to give you that, but not well, in the fact that you're not facilitating yeah. your weapons. Panther fans too. You could walk down the city streets here in Charlotte and 50% yeah. would say, Hey, but I'm saying that's not what that's not what I'm in. I'm concerned about. I was more. I'm saying that he what he had to endure from just giving having that raw talent around him and never getting any of the things that would you know help him develop into what he needed to be at right. that point in time. Because you talk about guys like Drew Brees and you talk about guys like hell, like even Mac Jones, where he what he got what he had around him in Alabama, you know, or Trevor Lawrence, what he has around him in Clemson at the college level, and then you get up to guy like you know what Brett Favre would have around him and receiver and Donald Driver and Greg Jennings coming out with me that's who he, that's who he gets to throw to every game when cam has to throw to ted ginn jr and philly brown and it's still able to make it successful so what know? about so what so darnell has gotten more weapons around him what about not even playing a football game so what, about cam had. what about what russell? about russell and cam newton russell's had not had it not russell's not had anybody now true. this is i mean okay we're not gonna act like you didn't have one of the best power running backs to you know, to play in the last decade, we're not going to act like that didn't happen. See, Russell's different though, because you know Russell didn't. They didn't win a Super Bowl because of Russell. They run. We we know how they won that. They, they, we I know how they won that Super Bowl. And sure. I would say, I would say this: since he falls apart midway through the season every every year too. And no, nobody, people don't bring that up, but he he's a he's great. We. One, and he's quick seven, to get six, the excuses seven. thrown for him. He's quick to get, oh, he doesn't have an offensive line. Oh, his weapons aren't as consistent. He's quick Russell, to get that every year. With Cam, it was not. Cam has to do more. Cam's yeah, got to do more. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, Russell's like, yeah. Yeah, he may want to put Russell Wilson in that Aaron Rodgers vein too because he's sure, he surely getting the blame out this offseason. When it was when it was Trey talks about Russell Wilson, he was kicking blame left and right. But you got to go back to, like I said, and like I said, but you guys know what I'm getting at to a point. Yeah. I mean, I get that. you know. It, it it unfortunately it all boils back down for Rot Cam to that first comment to a lot of people. That's and unfortunately people can't get by that. Yeah, but they can get by a guy wearing a mullet and a mustache and jorts to a pre to a pre, to work out and then to a press conference. Like that's where it's I have when, issues. It's 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 cute when it's like when like the fifth round pick does it. It's not as it's, it's not as it's not as cute when it's the first round. Like the people it's, hate Joe Namath 
for all the things he did? Did people despise him and put him down for his successes because of how flamboyant? Yeah. Being drunk on the sideline. You got to remember, Joe Namath was in the '70s when everybody was crazy, anyway. <laughs> and you think people more saying now? The fur coats and the cocaine made sense then. <laughs> you saying people are saying now? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's what I'm trying to say. We have less of it. Well, I think we might have the exact, maybe more of the same excuses, but either way, so we're not any more sane than right now. Gracie Horn wearing number eight to Cam's <laughs> to Cam's dressing. I'm just Cam would have thrived in the seventies. Don't get me. Well, dude, not seventies. His fashion would have thrived. Fam, okay, okay. This is exactly where I'm going. We got ended off right here. Have you ever seen the Ozzy Brothers? Yes. You see, you see, you see them wearing bell bottom jeans and and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and the nice little see through shirts, and still got and, and got a knife in their back pocket will cut your ass to pieces. Look, he fit right here in the seventies, man. He <laughs> might, the fans might not. There might have been a bit more divided fans that loved him and the fans that hated him, but that's a different discussion. Oh, well, we ain't this, <laughs> well, here in Carolina, we know how that. <laughs> But I'm just so that's what we you know. It's just going to be interesting going into that. And I think the best what you're going to see. I think where you're going to see Cam the most, like how his growth is how he comes into Bank of America. Come whenever that game is, I think that's where you're going to see how much Cam has grown and and or how he much he hasn't, you know, because of how he can hold himself in that game. I'm paying I'm paying for these tickets, but he better, he better show up. I don't care. <laughs> because this is the first time Cam's coming back to Bank of America since. Here's the interesting part. I think if the schedule comes out Wednesday. I think Carolina gets one primetime game. I want to be that. And that's it. And it better be, if they're smart, they better put it near the beginning and not near the middle or end. I think it'll be the I'll think I think it could be it'll be a Monday night game, I think. And then we'll have one Thursday nighter against probably the Falcons or you know, or the or the Bucks, maybe. It better um, be early because if things go to hell in a handbasket in New England and he ain't playing, can yeah. you imagine coming in here with Mac Jones? Oh no! Everyone would; those tickets would be going up for sale like that. Right, fam. The intense booth I can see Matt Jones getting is gonna be great. <laughs> it would be. Oh, uh, be. I would honestly <laughs> like to see that, but also would not want to see that. It would be interesting to see the reaction of when he's introduced Cam Newton back here. It would be very interesting to see what the what the reaction is. Dandy. Do, do you give him a tribute video or something? Look, you know, you know, NBA teams like they'll get like like if 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 they if, if a guy comes is, is on that team and come back, you know, I think I think they did it for what Paul Pierce may have got one I think in like with, in Boston when he was with the Clippers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, yeah, I think I mean they, he didn't even get a tribute video on the Instagram when he left. So Lord knows if he's gonna get a tribute video over the jumbotron. I will say though, you, you, did y'all hear what Tepper said? It may have been at the pressure for. For Thomas and Greg, like they, he said, like he thinks like there's one more they got they got to do right by. Hey, no, Tepper, Tepper knows he kind of he he effed that up. Oh, he 100%. knows. He knows. I mean, I think when it's time, they will give him his flowers. Though. I think when, when it's time, I think so too. I think it'll be. I mean, I would hope the Panthers fans have matured to that point and they would give him cheers. I don't think they. would. It depends if he's. I mean, that's what I think. So I, I I would imagine we're not split. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. Because we can't ever be uniform on anything. But it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully it'll be one of those early games. It'll be prime time. Lord knows Jeff, Shantice, and hopefully even Tyler and I will be able to make it out there. We'll just have to wait and see when they're, how the cards will fall and how it's going to look for our season. And until next time, guys, keep pounding.